thorny as we venture into the R&R, two truths are consistent. We love our dear Montana state and we love great beer. And you know who else feels the same? Jeremiah Johnson Brewing. Brewed in the heart of Montana in downtown Great Falls, Jeremiah Johnson takes Montana's finest ingredients to craft some of Montana's favorite beers. And now, Jeremiah Johnson's second tap room is open in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Their Citra IPA is probably one of my favorites, but we all know, Thorny, you're not the hop lover I am. You're more of a mountain man scotch ale. Well, Foley, I'm certainly not a mountain man, but you are right. I do love their mountain man scotch ale. But come game day, you and I are both cracking their golden bobcat pale ale. So when you're looking for a quality craft beer brewed with Montana roots, a relaxing tap room, or just a six-pack to take to your favorite bobcat tailgate, Jeremiah Johnson delivers. Make your next beer a Jeremiah Johnson, and as always, go Cats! Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Alright, welcome back, Bobcat fans. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the RNR Catcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Foley. Across the state's my good buddy, Ryan Thornburg. We are the Ryans of the RNR, the Montana State affiliate of the Big Sky Podcast Network. And we have a dang sponsor. And Jeremiah Johnson Brewing, brewing great beers in downtown Great Falls with the second tap room over here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They are active everywhere right now. They are at all these little mountain festivals and rodeos across Montana and Idaho. So if you see Jeremiah Johnson out there, Stop by, say hi, tell them you listen to the R&R, and uh, get yourself a Jeremiah Johnson brew. Tell them Ryan, the Ryan How you doing, bud? I always wanted to say <laughs> something like Ryan that. Sent you. <laughs> have you ever, in the history of hearing someone say, like, tell them so-and-so sent you, have you gone into that place and said, they sent me? Have you ever done that? I, I, I did it once, you and know? it felt ridiculous. <laughs> and, <laughs> you just get an eye roll, like, at oh, me? come on, I, man. Yeah, uh, I, I remember the person looking at me. I can't remember the context, but I can I re- remember the person's reaction. She or he looked at me like, yeah, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, well, <laughs> you know, there's like a 10% discount if I say that, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give it to you anyways. <laughs> Dude, I'm just a cashier. I don't know what the marketing department's doing, all right, man? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jeff told me to come. Anyway. You know, Jeff? You no? Know? All right. I'm all doing. Right. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, summer arrived. The warm weather came over here, and that that feels good. I've been doing a lot of going to the pool with the boys, play a lot of catch, play a lot of baseball, do a lot of baseball cards lately. Uh, we spend a lot of time at the card shop. My sons are into uh, trading cards right now, and... I love it because they're not into like the screen thing where they're just looking at the iPad or whatever they have. Yeah, but they, they're sitting down all day for like, well, it seems like all day. It's not, it's like maybe like a couple hours each day, but they're just, you know, they have their football cards, their bat, their baseball cards. And it's been like two months of it, two, three months, and it's still going strong. So that's been my life. You know, the teacher, summer's off. Been pretty good. I can't complain. Oh, 
And also, Thorning, I know this one. I'm going to say this one just for you. The Tour de France. The Tour de France oh, is yeah. going on right now. It's an, uh, it's my favorite thing in the summer. Actually, mm, live baseball games are my favorite thing in the summer. Tour de France is right up there, though. So, big Tour de France guy. And uh love to talk about uh, the tour with any of our uh, listeners. If they, if we have some closet tour fans out there, reach out. I'd love to have some conversations. Yes. I know our, our friend Pete. He he's a tour fan. He he hits me up every once in a while about it. It's yeah, fun. Somebody message Ryan and talk to him so he doesn't talk to me about the Tour de France anymore. I love it. <laughs> Someone else Absolutely take that love it. mantle, please. You're talking about my like least two favorite things about summer. Well, actually, the Tour de France I wouldn't say is my least favorite because it's so far off my radar that I don't even care. Baseball though, the, this is the worst time of year for sports. Only baseball going terrible, just awful. Maybe soccer's going. I don't even know. I don't even care. But the point is, it's like of the four major sports that I care about. Well, actually, there's only three. But of the four major sports that Americans care about, baseball is the only one that's going on right now. Ugh. No thanks. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. I did see the Orioles won like six games in a row or something. So that's cool. I guess. <laughs> my my Orioles. Maybe I'd care a little bit about baseball if I had a team any sort of relevance, but. You know, out of a 10 scale of carrying, the best you'll ever get from me is probably a four. If the Orioles even went undefeated, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> They're not. No, they I never mean, will. No one ever will. But. You can't play 162 games and go undefeated. Oh, I know. That's, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it could be the most miraculous season in history where they win every single game, and I still still wouldn't be very up, up, uh, care all that much because it's just baseball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right. Ryan Foley. Well, I'm having a good summer, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good for you. you. Baseball cards and so. baseball games and Tour de France. Ryan Foley speed. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we are here to discuss the FBS moves going abound, all the conference shakeups, all that fun stuff that's out there right now, just, well, destroying college football maybe for some of you might think that i'm not sure if i think that i don't know what i really think but we're going to talk about it uh so we'll talk about the fbs discussion we're going to talk about seemingly montana state the chances of montana state going to the fbs what would you think about that i know already you have some sort of opinion on that when you when i said msu to the fbs you felt something you either like that, it's uh, distasteful to you. Yeah, I doubt you're on the fence about that. So this is an episode that you probably will have, you know, some strong opinions about. And Ryan and I are going to try to parse through some of the stuff going on right now. And then uh, maybe set up some scenarios where we could look at Montana State. What would happen? What would they need to have? What would need to happen for MSU to make that jump? Should they go? at all so we will get into that so it should be a fun one yeah and uh timely right it's going on right now it is i actually was hoping to redo this like last week or something but really nothing has changed since last week so no breaking news as of yet i was expecting things to change day by day after the initial shockwave went through of usc and ucla bolting to the big tent big 10 but i don't think anything's changed so Timely, it is still. Just waiting for more dominoes to fall because they will. 
And it's going to affect all of us because this is a trickle down economics in um, the, the FBS footballs. The whole thing, just the top, whatever happens to them comes down to us. But before we get into any of that, uh, just flashed the beer sign up to me. We need to talk about what's in our golden coolies. We haven't even had, we haven't sent a golden coolie out all summer. Really? I feel like we owe somebody some golden coolies, but uh, anyway. Well, I, you know, our Patreon one, or not our Patreon, our Kofi, yes. I sent those out okay. to our uh, subscribers. Well, there you go. That's probably what I was but thinking then. We haven't had any Golden Cooley questions. No, yes. we haven't. Go ahead. Would have been a good one to ask for some Golden Cooley questions, but we did put a Twitter poll out there that has some feedback, and we'll talk about the feedback that was uh, put there. But I have a Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, gosh. It's been so long since I've put it in here. I don't remember what it is. It's clearly that it's Hefeweizen. I think it's the Honey. Yeah, it's the Honey Weizen from Jeremiah Johnson Brewing, our dank sponsor in Great Falls, Masters of the Craft. One of my favorites that they do, perfect summer beer. I'm enjoying it immensely. Can't go wrong with that one. It's a really good beer. It's a really good heffy. Not no doubt on about that. I <laughs> I'm ashamed to tell you what I have. I still have Rainier. Is there a lime in it? <laughs> there is, man. So you keep buying uh, more limes, but not more beer. So there's no way it's the same both. batch of limes. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, yeah. I've got pretty good at slicing up the limes, too. I got a little method. It's perfect. It's uh, it's great. Okay. <laughs> good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Hey, like you said, your, your groove call. Keep enjoying that, bad boy. It's it's Ryan's summer, <laughs> summer drink. <laughs> Somebody's got to name it. You know, this. I think, I think it has some sort of name, but uh, I, I'm sure... You know, maybe maybe one of our listeners could come, you know, respond to that. And you know, what is that called when you have a rainier with a lime? Somebody told me on Twitter, and it's gonna drive me crazy till I find it. Oh, there it is. Vegan season. Uh, Cats are back. Ninety three sent us rainier with a lime is self proclaimed with his old college buddies as a Belgrade Corona. So there you go. <laughs> 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 the Belgrade Corona. It's good as name as any, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. There it is. The Belgrade Corona. <laughs> Belgrade Corona. <laughs> it's fitting. I like it. <laughs> All right. All right, Ryan. Let's do this, dude. All right. So I think it, I don't have the date down at this point, but uh, we're here to talk about FBS realignment, and be, we're talking about that because... USC and UCLA decided out of the blue, like there was zero leaks on this, which is impressive enough as it is right there. I think it was July 1st or June 30th, right around that time frame, they, just, they announced that they are leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten Conference, which just started kind of a crazy frenzy in the college football world because now we're going to be looking at a complete consolidation of the premier programs in the FBS, the Power Five, G5 split as we kind of know it now. The Group of Five, the Power Five, is going to be basically the Power Two with the Big Ten, which is going to have 16 teams, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, USC, and UCLA now. 
I mean, the Big Ten was already getting pretty well beyond the Big Ten by the time USC and UCLA joined the conference, which I think is going to be 2025. I wish I had that down. I don't think it's effective immediately, but I could be wrong. Then the SEC. 2025. Is it 2025? I think it's something to do with when the media rights run out for the Pac-12 or something like that. The SEC, which Hmm. is now adding Texas and Oklahoma, who announced they were coming over last year. So now they are going to be at 16 teams, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. So those are basically the 32 big two team conferences as it stands now. The Pac-12 reeling with the loss of the probably the two biggest media market teams that they have, especially USC. UCLA is just like riding that coattail US from USC mm-hmm. all the way over to the Big Ten. Now the now basically, I think that's basically all we know at this point. Anything beyond this is speculation. Sources have said this and that and the other, but I believe that's the only thing that's actually happened. People have been talking about some sort of uh, alliance with the Pac-12 and the Big 12. I've heard that there's going to be a loose partnership between the Pac-12 and the ACC, which is kind of the other conference that's kind of uh, sitting there thinking like, well, crap, this is not good for us. The ACC is locked into some sort of ridiculous TV rights deal that goes through 2036. <laughs> so, so those those what? teams, the ACC, the teams in there like uh, you know Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, some you know Virginia Tech, some big name programs, they like are under this contract where they, if they leave, it's some sort of huge penalty TV right thing they forfeit. I don't know, but they're basically going to lose tons of money because that deal is like, <laughs> who makes a deal that long in anything in any avenue of business? Period. Like the market's completely changed, but there's some big time programs now sitting outside of these big, big two conferences. And I'm, this is where I'm really curious to see what happens between the, for the college football playoff. Does it include anybody else besides the SEC and the big 10? Are they done expanding? Is there going to be, are they going to each try and get to 20? So now it's going to be a 40 team super group, big two. Like these are all sorts of questions that people are asking. And uh, I think I think that's about it. Is there anything else I missed? Kind of just explaining what happened, where we are, and who is in these big two conferences at the moment. I don't think so, but I do believe that the University of Washington and Oregon are being. I think they want to go to the Big Ten as well. Is that right? So the last I heard, uh, the Pac-12 came out and said that they are talking with their members and they seem to be standing together and are going to be okay and happy at 10. Now that's just, you know, the commissioner probably talking, of course he's going to say stuff like that. I mean, Washington and Oregon are definitely the two biggest losers in this deal right now. Cause now they're the biggest fish in an even smaller pond. The pack 10 is rene- renegotiating their TV right deals as we speak, which cannot be good. Like now you just lost the two LA California markets. So I, they got to be looking for a new home. I just can't imagine Oregon sitting up there with Phil Knight, with that Phil Knight money and being content being in that next level of football. I, I just don't see that happening, but for, but it may not, I mean, they might stand pat for this year, two years. You know, there's a lot more, a lot more dust to settle here. A lot more dominoes are going to fall. 
The other losers it are like It seems like Clemson, a long time right? till 2025. Yeah. So I don't know when all these start happening, but there could be, who knows? Like, yeah, right. This next summer could happen and different dominoes fall, whatever. So, yeah. yeah. The big two and then everybody else. The rich get richer, the poor. Well, they get poorer. <laughs> it's the stratification of college football is at an all-time high right now. It's it's really weird to see these regional conferences not have any regionality. These uh, these rivalries being kind of thrown to the wind, and to form these super conferences for what? And we all know what it is. It's money, right? Money, money. So this is this is all. Based off of TV contracts. Being driven by and getting... Fox and ESPN is really what's happening yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Somebody put this Capitalism. in terms that I, I kind of agreed with and I kind of liked. Basically, college football, each team is a is a series. You want to hit series for your network. Because basically you get 12, 14, 16 episodes of that every year. The ratings are guaranteed. It's going to be different. So if you're you know, all these all Fox and ESPN are doing are just trying to add new series to their streaming content like like anybody else. They're trying to get the best series on their network for people to watch. And that's kind of what it is. Or they're poaching the biggest markets because people will watch them. Not not necessarily because it's a good program. Like, for example, I mean, Notre Dame is a whole outlier and we can talk about them. People watch Notre Dame, they're not necessarily because they like Notre Dame. Like people watch Notre Dame hoping that Notre Dame loses. They're going to always have eyeballs no matter how good Notre Dame is. They're always going to draw in attention. So that's that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for someone who's good necessarily, just someone who is going to command a TV audience. And that's it's crappy. Honestly, I don't like it. I don't like how it's so TV contract driven. They don't even care about people in the stands anymore. All they care about is like the, when the Big Ten added Rutgers. Like the only reason they added Rutgers is so they get like the New York market so they'd have that big 10 network part of the cable packages up upstate up that way for some reason you yeah. don't care about Rutgers. they just wanted the market and that's just kind of the reality of of how things are going right now and i mean in the end though it's going to be a good experience for your average fan right i see that's the that's the thing i i was kind of just going through my mind i don't know if it is like, this is – one thing I like about college football is the regionality, is the history of the conferences, all, albeit have, haven't changed in recent years, probably in the last, what, decade or two. But I'm looking at this, right? And let's say, let's say the Pac-12 dissolves a little bit more. Let's say Oregon goes to Oregon and University of Washington, sign on, and they go over to the Big Ten – who else would go over with them? Maybe the Arizona schools go over to the Big Ten. Now you have Rutgers in Oregon as a conference game in the Big Ten. Does that does that feel right to you? No. <laughs> you know, an East Coast and a West Coast team? No, it doesn't. And who suffers the most? The fans. Because Oregon fans want to play Stanford. They want to play, they want to play University of Washington. They want to play all the people that you used to play for the last 50 some years. And now you're dissolving that eroding those rivalries. 
I just don't like that, man. It just, it feels a little bit weird. Like I see this, like, like the same four teams are still going to win the national championship in, in football with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, Michigan, uh, Auburn, you, you know, the, the ones that are always there. And so what does this do? It, it doesn't change that. And then it just makes these, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's the weirdest thing as far as what I'm trying to picture in my mind of like, how does this all shake out? Like if you're in the big 10 and you have 20, 24 teams, how do you schedule a conference? How do you schedule your season? Like, well, what is it? What, what does it mean to be a conference champion in, in a league that big? How do you determine a conference champion in and that, or do you even have a championship? Do you well, have it's a, just two. You just have probably east west division eight and eight, right? Yeah, and then yeah, the so winners of each one plays 10, the east other. Division. I mean, that, mm-hmm. there's plenty of conferences that do that kind of stuff now already. Maybe not 16 teams, but yeah, there's the north and south and like so, the mountain west and stuff, right? Or the east and west or something. So, Ryan, let me ask you this: uh, Do you think this is? like the foreseeable future, like this will always be in, in perpetuity, like you, like these ginormous conferences, like lots of money, or do you think it will swing back and you'll see like the fans, the institutions will be like, well, I don't know, man. It's just, it's nice getting all that money, but we lost a little bit of what makes us us. Do you think this will ever, the regionalization of college football will ever come back? Before I answer that question, I do want to mention your, your your comment about Oregon now having to play Rutgers instead of Stanford. Yeah, but now Oregon also gets to go play at Wisconsin and Michigan and Michigan State and Iowa. Isn't that if you're an Oregon fan, isn't that exciting? Like, that's got to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. So there's that's the other flip of the coin. It is. You lose your histor- history. Your maybe you had a biannual trip down to where is Stanford? I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever city that's in, <laughs> I sound like an idiot right now. Uh, but you know, you lose that trip, and maybe you had spots and stuff. But I mean, you, let's let's flip this on its head. Like we've been playing like Weber State and Idaho State and the other peers in our conference forever. Would you trade that to go play the Wyoming's and the Utah States and the Colorado States and stuff like that? I would. I mean, that's that, that's right how now. you got to look at it. Like, yeah, some of this stuff is regionality based but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good there's a lot of there's a lot of uh history stuff like there but oregon's clearly grown above the rest of that conference in in how they operate their budget their exposure and all that stuff they're probably chomping at the bit to get out of there i know usc was usc's been cranky in that conference forever for that reason and that's why they left and UCLA is just like, I'm coming with you. <laughs> but uh, I don't even remember what you asked me now. I had to interject that. Um, what did you ask me? I asked you, do you think it will ever unstratify? Oh, yeah. Yeah, will it swing back? I imagine it will. We'll go back to more regional. I imagine it will at some point. I think... I don't know. It's it's one of those things that every time there's been a realignment, it's always like crazy. And then in three years, it's all normal. It just feels normal after a while. So I imagine that's what's going to happen. It's going to feel <laughs> yeah. normal. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to have a trickle 
I think it's going to trim the fat somewhere along the lines. It's going to separate people who have been trying to compete at a level that they probably had no business competing in, spending more money than they were should have been ever spending on a program that was never going to win at the desired outcome. So I think it's probably going to make some programs reevaluate what they're going to do. Like some of those teams like uh, in like the ACC or something. I don't know. There's going to be some teams that just really like, should we be spending this much money? And now, it, now we don't even have to, right? If there's no chance for the ACC to ever get into a national championship game, it's like, what's the point of spending the money to get there? And that's my biggest question in all this is what's going to happen between the big, the big two, if you will, and like the ACC and the Pac-12. Are there still going to be bowl games? Are they only going to be for that, the rest, the the big two, and then the the best of the rest? Are they going to have their own bowl game? Are there going to be any co-games, like games between the big two and the best of the rest? Is there going to be any sort of bowl games or championships or college football playoff? Like, I'm so, is there going to even be an NCAA in the Big Ten and the SEC? Are they going to break <laughs> off and just pay their athletes and just become the XFL? Yeah. I don't know. But the reach, I think the regionality well, yeah, I mean, is still going to be intact at some level. But I think in the big, big time levels, I don't, I don't know. It just seems to be like it's uh, dead for the moment, and I don't know if it's going to swing back anytime soon. And if it does, it's going to be years down the road. No, we got to start. You know, stop kidding ourselves that this is amateur sports. College, college athletics is not amateur sports at this point. I mean, when when this kind of money is involved. It's 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 not real, man. It's it not really is, and that's why maybe there is I the break so. off between the big so. two, and they're not amateur anymore. And then maybe everyone else kind of recenters and reconfigures where they are, and it becomes more of a how it's supposed to be the in, initial vision of the NCAA. I don't know, but you're right. Yeah. We're long past that. NIL opened up the book, and then this just drove a wedge into it. <laughs> There's just too much money. Like it, this was inevitable, really. And I hate it. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to even talk about how much money college football coaches make <laughs> on essentially <laughs> on the backs of their players, uh-huh. who, without you know, we don't know who's getting paid anymore in IL. Okay, we've heard of. A lot of other payments that go to players, but sure, it's filthy. It's absolutely just gross when you think about it. How much money college football players? How much money Nick Saban gets for coaching Alabama, and how much money those guys don't get? Those players don't get. Yeah, for doing for doing what they now do. that I think it's, will swing back the NIL stuff. Like guys getting paid like eight million dollars as a backup quarterback because they're TikTok famous or something. I think that's going to swing back once the business realizes. We're not getting any money return on investment on this. <laughs> I think that'll swing back, but all right. Well, let's, let's, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about the state of affairs? Any other news? Cause I don't, I think this is the news as we've heard it. I know that the big 12 has been rumored to be going after Colorado, uh, Oregon, Utah, university of Washington and the Arizona schools. That's all just hearsay and sources at this point. Is there anything else you want to say? Any other 
state statement I just about think the, the West, statement of affairs as it is. Yeah, I think the West is in a in a good position. I do think the Big Twelve, you know, trying to poach a lot of the Pac twelve. The Pac twelve seems to me like it is you know, at a tipping point. It's pretty precarious. It could dis- completely dissolve. You said, and I hadn't heard that that they're trying to band together. They're they're riding the ship, but I think the Mountain West, uh, the West in general has a the Mountain West plus the Pac twelve. I think they have a good thing going. Uh, they feel more stable than the rest of the, than the, um, United States, the other schools on the, the middle part and the East coast. But, uh, that's just, you know, I just want to throw that in there. I think the mountain West is doing all right. They're staying strong. Mountain West seems like they're the winners right now at this moment. Yeah. Like they're just like automatically becoming a better conference in terms of like pecking order anyway, by everyone else just blowing themselves up. (laughs) <laughs> but they might blow up too. There's so many questions. And, bef- and yeah. before we even get to that, because these are the kinds of dominoes that are going to have to happen for Montana State to ever get an invite into these conferences. First question, though. Let's say there's an opening in the Mountain West tomorrow, Leon Costello or whoever. I don't know who would even field that telephone call. That'd be Tom Wistersill, the commissioner, the big side commissioner. I don't even know. Whoever feels that call, can MSU even make that jump? If they wanted to, if they had a spot. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know the answer. I know <laughs> I've been trying to research like how many sports MSU would have to add. And I think you have to have, do I have this in the notes? I'm pretty sure I wrote it down somewhere. We have to add at least two women's sports. I think you have to have 16 total sports. Man, I don't. I don't think I wrote this down as much as I was hoping I did. I did some research on it, and I was texting you all sorts of stuff. You have to have sixteen sports. I think we offer like thirteen now. I think we'd have to have three varsity sports, two of them women's, to comply with Title Nine. And I was looking at, for example, the Mountain West. They typically offer women's basketball, cross country, golf, soccer, softball, swimming, tennis, track and field, indoor track and field, outdoor, and volleyball. And almost all the schools except for looks like three maybe or something like that, don't offer them all. So that would we have to pick from that list? Like the cost of all that stuff. I mean, that's a big cost. You have to pay, you have to pay the coaches in every single manner, a lot more money. I mean, the costs are going to be astronomically higher, but so will the payouts. Cause I can't imagine, I've heard the number talked around about how much like the big sky conference TV deal is. It's like a, like maybe a hundred thousand dollars per school or something like that instead of like you know 10 million 20 million easy that you'd be getting even in the mountain west and that's like at the low end so i don't know i think msu could do it i think the school's big enough at this point bozeman's growing enough the momentum is there i think the fundraising could be there i think people would open up their wallets once they realize montana state's going to be in a conference with like san jose state or Nevada again, New Mexico, San Diego State, Colorado State, maybe even Boise State. Like they, it, it could happen. What, what are your thoughts? I think it's been cataloged that I've been wanting to move up. I remember talking to that guy from Wyoming last year. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, have you ever thought of Montana State coming to the Mountain West?" Yeah. He was like, "Oh my gosh, I've never thought about that. That wasn't even on my radar." Well, it's been on my radar for a while. 
And here's why, Ryan. I like the idea of playing Wyoming on the conference schedule. I like the idea of playing UNLV, Colorado. Uh, I mean, you get into the the Mountain West schedule. I think there's more peer-like schools that we could be playing at this point. Montana State is just going to continue to grow. And we would have to take, uh, it would it would not just be Montana State. It would be the University of Montana and Montana State going together. But I think the level of competition, uh, the new teams that would come to Bozeman, I think you, it would be exciting. Not only that, Ryan, I think the thing we don't talk about and is if you look at the men's basketball, Mountain West gets more seeds into the tournament. That That is a huge thing for me personally as a fan because right now the Big Sky only gets one team in the tournament. You have to win the, the Big Sky tournament to do so, i.e. Montana State did last year for both men and women. Uh, but to, to be in a conference that has a couple spots guaranteed to them in that tournament, I think that's a really good thing. Um, and it would, uh, it, would benefit, uh, it would benefit the Cats for sure. I'm tired of playing Northern Colorado too. Honestly, if you, I mean, if you look at the other part of that, let's talk about that for a split second. I, I could go without playing Northern Colorado and Idaho State and Northern Arizona. I don't really care about the Lumberjacks anymore. Like, I mean, there's certain teams where you're just like, Egh. like we have to play those guys again. Like, come on. Like, they're just kind of holding us back a little bit. You're killing me fully. You're killing me. <laughs> right. Number one, the, our, our fan opinions were supposed to be later in the agenda. Number one, number two, I asked you, "Oh, what can Sorry. MSU make the jump if we wanted to?" I didn't ask you how you felt. Oh. <laughs> I didn't ask you anything <laughs> about your opinion on moving to FBS. I'm like, I was talking about like the logistics of MSU Sorry. moving to FBS, and like, what do you think about that? Can we raise enough money? And you're like, I don't want to be in a conference with Northern Colorado. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> that's that's cool. That's a good answer. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to pivot. I think here. we could make the jump. <laughs> I wanted to save that part for last, fully. Uh, okay. Well, there's there's Foley's opinion. I'm sure we'll give him an opportunity to to uh, expand upon mm-hmm. that later on. <laughs> uh, Let's uh well let's just this is a I guess we can lean into this part a little bit. What are the pros and cons of even going to the FBS? So that kind of we'll, we'll segue from your your answer and this will kind of make sense. It's okay. I'm I'm I got this. I got this. So cons of being in the F or the pros of being in the FBS is you're no longer traveling to Greeley, Colorado. You're no longer being in a conference with teams that literally just don't even care. Like I don't even understand. I don't understand why some of these schools in the Big Sky Conference or in the FCS in general even have a football program. Is it because that you feel yeah. like you have to? Is that kind of a just a sense of like everyone else is doing it, so we'll do it too? But we'll pay our coach the bare minimum, and he can get five years, five year contract, and only win six games or the whole time. Who get? Who cares? <laughs> like I'm just tired of being kind of in a in a entire div- subdivision that doesn't even not everyone even treats football relatively close to important in the subdivision. There's conferences in this, in the FCS that don't even have scholarships. Like what, why, why are we in the same alignment as a school like San Diego? Who doesn't even offer scholarships to their their players. That's wild to me. I was trying to think like Northern Colorado is a good example here because they're kind of, 
They have terrible attendance. Their facilities are bad. Their football program is bad. They're they're kind of the the uh, you know they might be the whipping boy <laughs> for this conversation. What's what's like like a comparison of like is it like Clemson being in the same conference as like like Akron or something? Like this the 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 huge drastic difference between Montana State and Montana and a school like Northern Colorado is so big. Like they don't belong in the same conference. And that's that's a big pro to me would just be being in a in a conference with more peer institutions just in general, not like a whole bunch of uh directional schools like we are now. I don't like that. I know. But the problem is then you move up to maybe the Mountain West and that's they're looking at you like you're northern Colorado now. <laughs> so we we can't we get we can't over inflate our our worth here when we're comparing ourselves to some of these schools that have been doing it for a long time, doing it bigger and better than Montana state. Cause we joined the big, the, the, the Mountain West conference. We're like the third lowest enrollment right off the bat. In fact, well, the only ones would be lower would be Wyoming and air force and air force doesn't really count. <laughs> Everyone else I'll is be willing to bet that we would have better attendance at our football games than some of the Mountain West schools sure. currently do. And gate revenue matters, but yeah, it, it does. We're, but we're talking, you know, um, as we're as we talk about pros and cons here. What are some? What's a pro for you? Then you talked about basketball, something I don't think people think about too much. They're always talking about I don't want to play in a meaningless bowl game and all that. Being in a conference that sends four teams to the big dance would be way more fun as a fan. Because the the quality of basketball you're going to be watching is going to be way better than it is now. Oh, absolutely. So what's your question? Are you asking me for another pro? Or sure, are, sure, are, why not? Or you want to talk basketball? No, I'm just saying, like, um, what's another pro that you have? It's just the better competition in football for me. Like, if you told me Wyoming's coming to Bozeman to play, like that's a fun game to go to. That's that would be a fun rivalry to connect with. Or we get to go down to San Jose State or play UNLV. I mean, these are destinations. As as cat fans, you and I live in Washington. We can get better flights to these destinations. True. It's easiest easier for you and me to travel to these games. I think in general, the ticket. The ticket price for those games in Bozeman would go up. Uh, Bozeman can pay for it. It's just going to be better competition all around. And I'll be honest, Ryan, like this is not a positive or a popular positive a popular view for many. I would I would enjoy a bowl game. I really would. I know everybody's into, uh, or not everybody, but you know. The whole playoff thing, like that's like a deciding factor for some. Like they're like, yeah, if we have playoffs, I'm good with it. If not, screw it. To me, I get nervous during the football season, buddy. Like, it, <laughs> like if you had four losses or like five losses, you can still make a bowl game. It doesn't feel like your season is over. And I got used to this as uh, as <laughs> you and I both married into Washington State gals. Both married kooks. And uh, we'd be watching the games and Liv would be like, yeah, don't worry about this loss. We still can make a bowl game. And I'm like, man, that is a different perspective than uh, at Montana State. Because, like, heck, if we lose a conference game, you and I are reeling. And we spend an hour talking about it on Monday. Like, oh, man, what what's the implications of this loss? Can we get a seed? 
we're starting to break down everything. You know, there's not as much pressure. <laughs> and I kind of like that. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, so it depends on how that shakes out. Out, because in this new look world, if we were to like just bolt up to the FBS t- in two years, there's no way we're sniffing the college football playoff. What does a good bowl game even mean? <laughs> no, is there going to be like three yeah. cool bowl games and the rest of them don't matter? In, in a well, sense, who cares? I know. I'm just saying, like, if you get to go to like. There's, um, there's, Florida, I'm saying there's going to be no such thing of... as a bad bowl game anymore because they're all going to be bad. <laughs> so in that regard, yeah, it's kind of cool because like, all right, so you and I went down to Frisco for the national championship game. That's kind of how the experience yeah. would be. Like you're not playing yeah, for national exactly. championship or whatever, but you're traveling as a fan base to play an opponent you probably haven't played before. A lot of times that's how these bowl games work in a cool destination city. It's going to be on... Well, I don't know. It hopefully it'd be like on ESPN or some sort of decent network, depending on, I guess, the bowl game. But, you know, hopefully there's some exposure there, some good coverage. You know, it was a lot of fun in Frisco. And if we're, if we're talking like a neutral kind of cool game like that, like I could be on board for a bowl game. And I, we're probably going to get yeah. roasted for these these opinions here. But, you know, a national <laughs> championship, like look at North Dakota State. Well, they've won like, what, nine last 10 or 10 last 11. What has it done for them? It's yeah, good. The fan base is yeah. getting bored. They don't even show up to their home playoff <laughs> games anymore. Like that's that's the poll. Like that's they're achieving at the highest level. They can't get an FBS invite to save their life right now. The fan base is bored of winning. So how is that any different than <laughs> than an FBS decent season that ends up like in a cool bowl game? I don't know. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the one. I'm, I'm one down point. with some meaningless bowl games. I mean, at this point right now, you and I are in our adulthood, well into our adulthood, traveling to Shreveport, Louisiana, or someplace maybe in Texas when it's, you know, January or someplace that we just enjoy to watch our Bobcats play a game. That's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah, like, a, it'd be cool Talk to have to like our a... friends over at the... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you talk to our friends over at the Tubs and Club, like the Idaho guys, right? Yeah. They will say, they, they will say, all of them, you know, FBS, I want to go back. I know I know <laughs> Chris Hammond for back. sure. I know Chris Hammond for sure. I, I listened to a little bit of the, I, I listened to most of the, the Tubs of the Club episode that dropped today because they talked about realignment, and I was kind of curious what they talked about. I think that fan face is starting to or trying to get excited about competing in the FCS level. I think there there's some acceptance <laughs> settling in that maybe uh, this, this is a sexy team this where year. we belong. Uh, well, they're they're excited about Jason, Jason Nick, Nick and Jason Nick Sorry. is excited about right. FCS football. So I, I get it, and I I yeah. hope the Vandals become relevant again because it's good for the FCS. It's good for Big Ten Conference, and it's good. I don't know just for everything in general. But Chris Hammond, I know was you know he was always railing on the bowl games are better than the FCS playoffs, which is like well how would you know Hammond? You, Vandals never made it to the FCS playoffs while you're a fan, but um, Ryan. You know. So think about this real quick on, on on this exact point. The FCS playoffs is going to become distilled and distilled and distilled as yes. more teams shuffle around and more teams start to move up. We've seen this with James Madison, Sammy, since they. I mean, you could go down the line. I mean, you look at all the FCS teams that jumped up. That's another di- conversation. But the playoffs, 
I mean, the playoffs now, you know, it's like Montana State should be in the quarterfinals, at least, if not the semifinals. And then if not, then what are we doing at this point? Because who else is going to be in there? So totally different conversation. I don't want, I don't want to get into that. No. But another reason to go up to the FBS, because I, I do believe the playoff system for the FCS is just going to become not as... I don't know, not not as rich. You're going to see the same teams over and over and over again in, until those teams move on and move out. And like the, the North Dakota states, the North Dakota state, it, whatever, like those guys like just ruin the playoffs because they are who they are. And like you said, what you said, it doesn't make it exciting for most FCS fans anymore. No, and that that's that's a part of it, too. And, you know, something that you uh, I thought of while you were talking there you know, I just don't want MSU to be left behind completely. If there's another yes, whole exactly. reshuffling of college football, and now there's a FBS, there's three tiers in FBS or something. There's like the, the big two and the best of the rest, which is now the highest level of NCAA sanctioned football, which includes like the Pac-10 and Big 12 or ACC. And then there's a, you know the step down from that, like the group of five or whatever. I don't know. I'd rather MSU be into that than all of a sudden now there's another relegation. I don't know. And now all of a sudden, basically FCS is bumped down to division two or something. And then maybe North Dakota state leaves and maybe South Dakota state leaves. And like, what's, what's left in this division. If everyone keeps getting poached on up and we see, just keeps staying here. And then the big sky conference adds like Utah Valley community college into the, into the, the conference like i don't know i just don't want msu <laughs> to get so far left behind that we'll never recover from it i don't think we will and that's that's another concern of mine so that'd be a pro moving up i guess con of staying put and then of course i have in my common objections here and i've heard this for decades and it's funny now we don't want to end up like idaho like the the case study <laughs> of the worst possible <laughs> way to move up, the worst situation you can find yourself in, moving up to FBS, ending up like Idaho, being super non-competitive your entire tenure there, and actually now ending up dropping back down a division. So if if Montana yeah. moves up, we, we aren't competitive anymore. We're winning two or three games a year. What does that do for the fan base? What does that do for Montana State tradition? It just tanks it. It kills the institutional momentum that, that kills so much momentum if we move up and just stink up the joint. It's, it's true. I don't know if it's always apples to apples, but yes, I, I get I get what you're saying, buddy. I mean, just that, <laughs> just not being competitive. Like, doesn't have to. Idaho doesn't have to be part of this conversation. But uh, you know, Idaho did it wrong. Boise State did great. Coastal Carolina, like I would have. They were like a good FCS team, but they didn't have very good facilities. They didn't have a huge fan base. And all of a sudden, like Coastal Carolina was like the media darling last year. Weren't they like a top 10 team in the FBS? Just out of nowhere. So, you know, it, yeah. it could yeah, happen. The game, game against BYU. Yeah, it could happen. Like you could be that team, like that Boise State or that now, the Coastal Carolina that just kind of just catapults into the spotlight and becomes the next big thing. So... That's a big pro of it too. Con is, of course, we can't afford it. We end up spending more money than we have, and the university suffers, and we have financial problems. 
isn't that offset though with the TV money from the, the new conference? You would think I, so. I was just assuming that would be the case. It has to be. I mean, let's say we played. Sorry. Uh, let's just say. Do you want to entertain the the thought of going up to the Mountain West right now with me? I mean, that seems the most logical jump for us to make. And this is a question I have that I'll ask after this. But uh, you know, I want to keep I want you to keep this in mind. What conference doesn't even make sense for to, to move up up to FBS? And would you do it just to be an FBS, or does it have to be a right fit? But anyway, yes, I'm entertaining the idea that the most likely landing spot is the Mountain West. Okay, so let's say Boise State moves on and goes to the Big 12, or I think that's a likely spot for them. And let's say Air Force goes with them or something. So there's two spots to go in the Mountain West and University of Montana and Montana State go. Let's say just just for base right now, the, the remaining teams in that conference, stay in the Mountain West. You're looking at Fresno State, Hawaii, Nevada, uh, the Lobos, which is New Mexico State, I believe, San Diego State. Not San Diego. No, not San Diego State. Just, no, is it San Diego State? Yes. And San okay, Jose San State. San Diego State. San Jose State, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming. That would be such a fun basketball season. I cannot, I would love basketball season exponentially more but even if we talk about football man such like it would be killer i would be so stoked to be in that conference right now yes i i, I don't i don't I see a, a downfall right here i would th- i would think we would have to add probably like oh what do you think like softball well like, yeah that's what the, i talked uh, about the mountain earlier. i don't i don't know if we'd add soccer or softball women's wise I don't think we we can't do swimming because that would require a whole new facility being built, at least an expensive facility. I think we offer tennis. Let's see. I actually found my notes. We offer basketball, tennis, cross-country track, volleyball, and golf, and skiing. So we actually offer seven programs. So we just have- Does skiing count, though? It does, yeah. Okay. It's an NCAA-sanctioned sport, not currently offered by- the Mountain West, but that doesn't really matter. You you can always find a home for one sport. It happens. Okay. So that actually helps the, oh, we, helps the cats because there's the men's and the women's uh, skiing. Yeah. But not the rodeo. Rodeo is not sanctioned right. by the NCAA. Got it. But yeah. So, I mean, soccer would make sense. That's what the Grizz, the Grizz actually have soccer and softball, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So do. probably one of those two. And then we'd be We'd be up to speed on that side. And then we need a couple men's sports. Right now, honestly, if I'm looking at uh, at the competition, just I was going on a tangent right here. I think our football team could be middle of the pack. Year one. It's, it's possible. I mean, scholarships would go up. We would get more scholarships. Uh, you wouldn't have to share scholarships. Uh, we don't need to go down that route anymore. Um, I mean, the whole scholarships with the FCS equivalency thing is kind of funky. I was listening to Coulter talk about that the other day, and I was like, oh, man. I it's a lot really easier to sort that, out but... when you don't have to worry about giving a guy like 30% of a scholarship or something. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> Here's a full scholarship like, for you. And that's the, why the depth yeah. is so much better at the FPS. Exactly. So, anyways. All righty. Well, Where do you want to go with uh, One last thing I want to say about the Mountain West. I don't think it's, it's, it's a lot better football than you think it is. Like the bad teams, the Mountain West conferences could still do pretty good. I mean, they're they're a top G five league. Like last year, I think North or UNLV was like they were terrible. They're always terrible. Mm-hmm. Eastern Washington mm-hmm. beat them, but it was like an overtime, crazy last second kind of game. Like it took a crazy game for Eastern Washington to knock off like the worst team in the Mountain West Conference. And Eastern Washington went to the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. <laughs> so it's still, but you would have more players. You'd have you'd have better players. It would just it would even out. Right? I, I just I thought you meant so, like if if the cats went in there right now. I don't think it would work right now. If you give the cats a couple years to recruit and get full scholarships and build things up, then yes. But as it is now, a full season of. The scholarship difference and the depth difference, even between the bottom tier teams, I don't think works out real well. The cats, but anyway, that's I think that's that that's a league we could be competitive in, and I think that's where I want to see us. If not higher, obviously higher would be better. I don't know where the cats could pro- ever go higher because let's let's analyze the Bobcats, Montana State, from an FBS standpoint real quick. If everything's moving towards TV markets right now. Yeah, that's it. We're a terrible, terrible TV market. Montana, nobody's paying top dollar for the Montana TV market. That has like 1.08 <laughs> million people in the entire state. <laughs> and it's going to be split between the cats and the Chris. Yeah. So yeah. the enrollment's not that big. Now we're a pretty good uh, research institution. I think we could offer some some things in that regard, but that doesn't seem to matter at the moment. Maybe it still matters a little bit. I'm hoping it still matters, but only thing that seems to be matter right now is TV money and who like turning on the TV to watch Colorado state travel to Bozeman, Montana. It's not going to be a TV rating buster. (laughs) So if you start start looking at like Cody, uh, the, the guy from 1880 sports, whatever the Wyoming guy we talked to, he looked at us like, what the hell are you thinking, guys? <laughs> I mean, that's how people look at it. What? And that's not wrong. It isn't really wrong. I hate to say it. I mean, like, we, they look at us like we look at Northern Colorado, is what I'm saying. That's, that's the I, difference I between them and us. I don't think so. I, 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 don't think the, I don't think you're right on that. I mean, I'm going to disagree on that one. I mean, we are, we would be one you of think only people in Laramie, two teams. Like, Two two like, programs under twenty thousand students enrollment. Our endowment would be near the very very bottom, right off the bat. I mean, there's a lot of challenges for the Bobcats in the Mountain West. We're not northern Colorado in the Mountain West, though. <laughs> well, we're closer just, to northern Colorado just, than we are to to, to uh, Boise State. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Well, I do want to reference a Twitter poll that we ran, and then probably wrap up the conversation we hear on this. I put out a Twitter poll on June thirtieth. So this is this is when it happened. There, there's the date for me on my Twitter poll, June thirtieth. 
Uh, I asked, basically, would you support a move to the FBS for Montana State? And 126 people voted in this, and I put yes as an option, yes under the right circumstances. I put no, and then I was being a dick, and I put ESG as a last choice, which 11.1% people <laughs> voted for. <laughs> uh, so the leading result was no at 41.3%. Yes, under the right circumstances, it was 30.2%. And then yes, just a straight yes at 17.5%. But if you combine the two yes options together, that would be 47.7% of the vote versus 413 in opposition. So it seems that a majority of uh, Montana State fans, at least from our small sample size on Twitter, would support a move to the FBS at this point. Crappy bowl game, toy bowl, games be damned. Bad attendance, losing records. I think, uh, I don't know. I think we focused a little too much on football in this move. I think the the other sports that you would see, the other competition that would uh, come, Especially for our track teams, uh, it you know in 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 um, women's basketball too, so it it would benefit us all. Dan, my man, let's uh, go, man. A regular listener and, and a contributor, not contributor. Uh, you know, just provides feedback. We chat with him. Interactor, uh, Danny says, if there's no, if there's going to be a tournament they can compete in, in within five years, he'd like them to go to the FBS right now, but otherwise to stay in the FCS. You and I kind of talked a little bit about that, you know, just a generic bowl game. It it would be fun. It'd be fun for Montana State. It would be exciting. It would get the fan base, I think, fired up more than you would think it would. An opportunity to go, yeah. go play a bowl game in like New Orleans against like Syracuse or something. Sure, sure. You only need <laughs> six wins. You only need six wins That's to get, be bowl eligible. MSU would have been bowl eligible like all but like one year in the last twenty years. Exactly. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Living out here, the Cougs are like, man, we got six wins. We're going to a bowl. They're so stoked. They're like, where are we going? They're like, Nashville. They're like, sweet, we're going to Nashville. Washington <laughs> no, State's just, a pretty interesting case study it. because they're a pretty decent <laughs> brand. People like to watch them, but they're rarely good. So it's it's the mystique of Washington State and the passionate fan base they have that really kind of make them worthwhile to watch, but they're not not very good, usually. They're usually a pretty bad football team. No. Briefly, under Mike Leach, they were okay. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Well, they went to the Rose Bowl a couple times in 2000. So That's Two decades ago, my friend. Nick Deal said, move up. Don't want to be the last one to leave the party. I also think there's a G5 tournament in the next five years once these super conferences settle out and the teams realize they are out. So that's two people talking a little bit I about... I think he's right. About... Uh, you know, as long as there's some sort of playoff equivalent we can join, they seem more supportive of that than you and I talking about just some random bowl game. And I agree with that. I mean, that would be fun if there is some sort of uh, well, that's, I don't know what you call it. And what what's what does the winner of this tournament get? I'm the best of the rest. Yay! Like I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that even means. If it's kind of a similar situation where it's uh, right now. The FCS National Championship game is the highest sanctioned NCAA football championship there is. I mean, obviously, clearly, the winner of that game is not the best football team in America. 
but it is the highest one sanctioned by the NCAA. So maybe there's some sort of that's still happens at the next level now that the NCAA takes control of the best of the rest, if you will, and then the big two do their own thing. Now there is an actual playoff for that level. And if MSU can be part of that, that'd be great. But now you're competing against Clemson and Virginia Tech and Oregon in this case, maybe teams that aren't in the <laughs> the big two. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like uh, we talked about it offline. I don't know if we said it on the show. There's a lot of good football programs that are not in the Big Ten and the SEC right now. A lot of really good football they programs. They they, they, they will, will be. be but even if even if those two leagues balloon up to twenty leagues, that's eight more teams. There's still a lot of good programs out there. There's still a lot. So, but that would be cool. I, I could see something like that. But. uh um, Bill Zander mentions he agrees with Danny about the tournament thing. He doesn't want to watch the potato bowl. And you and I are sitting there thinking like, potato bowl, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I'm quite enthusiastic about the bowl games as you, but I am definitely more warm to them than I ever have been in my entire life. It'd just be a fun road trip. After going to the national championship game, I could see a bowl game being fun, regardless of where it is or who you're playing. And the last thing uh, on Twitter Glenn Reedy, he says that he's a James Madison fan. He just said Montana, Montana State should go ahead and move up if there's any room before the door closes. And that's kind of kind of what we've talked about. Is MSU get left behind? Is the door going to shut? Like, if we don't go now, what does that mean? Are we just relegated to just obscurity for the next couple decades? Or if we if we have a chance now to jock ourselves into this next level of realignment, even at the bottom level, still is that an upgrade or not? And that's the question that I, I don't have an answer to just yet. I just don't want to be left behind. I know that. Because the FCS just is getting weaker and weaker, like we talked about. Yeah. I think that's the biggest threat to Montana State right now is just continuing to stay in a shrinking conference that uh, is not going to mean much. In probably 10 years, to be honest with you. So what... That's last a bold statement, though, right there. <laughs> That's well, a bold statement. The last thing I want to talk about real quick. We didn't talk about this. I need to mention it. How can MSU even get an invite? I don't... I honestly don't think this round of realignment this year will end up with anything that affects the FCS. But what, what could happen is if the Pac-12... How would this work? So, yeah, the Pac-12 loses Oregon and Washington... Then they go to the Mountain West to take some teams over from the Mountain West to shore up their ranks of the Pac-12. That's how the Mountain West has a couple of openings, and that's potentially how MSU and Montana get the foot in the door. But there's other teams I think they'd go after first. But I think that's the most likely path. There could be some other crazy things that happen. If the Pac-12 folds completely, then the Mountain West takes like Oregon State and Washington State into the Mountain West, and then MSU's toast. There's no chance. I don't, th- I don't think there's any other scenarios, at least that I can think of right now, that ends up with MSU in a in a good FBS conference. Possibly the Pac-12, just because of our institutional like uh, acumen. Now that's pie in the sky Possibly. thinking right there, but uh, if you're talking like academic peers, like that's cool. That's cool. MSU is not far off in that, and I think we're better researched. I don't know for R one or. Uh, this is where I don't know a lot of the stuff that I would want to know or to be speaking on this subject. But 
Yeah, I mean, academically, probably not far off the Pac-12, but TV market-wise, national brand-wise, super far off. Like a parting thought for me is there could be a realignment in the West, and there could be a, a new conference that comes out of this with uh, an, you know, an amalgamation of the Mountain West teams, the Pac-12, and then maybe some upper echelon teams of the FCS in the West. Yeah, I think that's a decent scenario. I think there could be some Big Sky teams, some Missouri Valley football teams, and a couple other stragglers from whatever's left of the Pac-12 or Mountain West or whatever. Why not form a new conference? It could happen. There you go. It could happen. The Big West. The, that was already a conference fully. Was it? I'm yeah. probably, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's where Cal Poly came from. <laughs> uh, the Big West. All right. Hey, big West 2.0. It could here. be the Big West again. Like the WAC <laughs> came back, right? The Big West could come back. Why not? <laughs> All right. Let's put a bow on it, huh? Yes. I know Let's you're getting tired. It. I'm getting tired. It's uh, 1045 here. We went that one over a little over an hour on this bad boy. Thanks everyone to listening. Uh, you know, share your thoughts. Tell us what you think about Montana to the, to the FBS. Is it even possible if we get an invite? Is it even something we could do? Um, I'm just, we, we're curious to hear what you think about that. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. You can always support the show. Kofi, man, I can't remember how to say it. It's no, yeah, Kofi rhymes with no fee. That's their that's their shtick. Kofi K O hyphen F I dot com slash R R Catcast. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Twitter R R Catcast. You can find us on the web R R Catcast dot com. Shoot us an email at R R Catcast at gmail dot com, and let's get out of here fully with a go cats, go cats, go cats. Go cats.